Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with CEO and founder Russ Long. He is located up in Colorado, and he founded Long Capture in 2017 to assist commercial companies in making the transition to pursue federal funding by leveraging opportunities provided by the Department of Defense. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Management from the United States Air Force Academy and a Master's in Entrepreneurship and Entrepreneurial Studies from Oklahoma State University. Prior to founding Long Capture, he worked hands-on in the field for over five years active duty as a contracting officer for the U.S. Air Force. He's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Thanks for this you got opportunity. The right, you got the right last name. This has been a long process to get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's what's, you know, Long Capture. We just like roll with uh, the puns. Yeah, absolutely we do. So where are you coming out of? So I am in Colorado Springs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to go up there in a few weeks to uh, right outside of Denver. I love Colorado. Cool. cool. Yes. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed here. And you're in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Kansas City. So did you oh. get swept up in the whole Nuggets thing? No, I, man, I, I've i tried to be the sports guy. I just I can't do it. I don't, I don't follow sports at all. My team gives me so much crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've kind of I've kind of slacked off a little bit over the years. I had kids and it reignited it because it was just, you know, it's been kind of a give and take. But I will tell you what, I went to Royal Stadium the other day and a rookie first game hit a bottom of the ninth, um, bottom of the ninth dead center over Mike Trout's head to win the game. And we had to come back from six runs. I I was so exhausted. I had like had tears coming out of my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. We we totally won this game. I couldn't believe it. And it was like a Father's Day thing. So I'm out there with my uh, son, the yeah, fireworks going yeah. off, and it was just cool. So those moments of pageantry awesome. make make it worth it sometimes. I can see. You know, I got a three-year-old. It'd be fun to go up to Denver and go to some games and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's like a carousel. It always comes back around one way or another sometimes. Right. You know? So and uh Kansas City, right? So I I really uh we went up there a couple times. I was I was stationed at McConnell in, in Wichita, Kansas. And uh always said if I had to pick a place in the Midwest, I'd, I'd, I'd go to Kansas City. So yeah. I just really enjoyed visiting there. The food's great. It, it's a gem. It's it's really kind of a hidden thing. People don't realize until they come, but there's a lot of arts. There's a lot of culture. There's the culinary aspect. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things going on. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool yeah. little town for sure. You know, but it, it never it never outshines the majesty of seeing a mountain. Every time I get up there, I'm like, yeah. God, I'm landlocked here in Kansas City. I don't see anything. Right. Yeah, know? we so. uh, took the three year old hiking yesterday and it was it was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So let's get into your life as a founder and CEO. But before we do that, what I would like to do is cover COVID. The last three years did its own thing to all of us. How did you get through that, and how has it changed the way that you live? You live your life and do things now. Yeah, so you know, and, and we had our son July of 2020, so that kind of really complicated things. So it was, you know, scary to get out and go anywhere with a newborn, and you know, worried about like how it's going to affect infants and and things like that. So, um, but you know, I think what we did to really you know, get through it, make the most of it, just get outside as much as possible. Obviously being here in Colorado um, really helped. So getting out, going for walks, going for hikes, uh, doing things like that. Um, I had started the company and was doing the like fully remote thing. And so kind of a blessing and a curse. It was 
great that we were already doing the remote work thing. We already had that pretty much figured out. But on the flip side, running a remote company, we can never actually meet people was truly awful. Um, and so since then, you know, starting really kind of beginning of last year, very purposeful in doing like leadership offsites with my managers and doing making sure we have a, at least one all company offsite. So we went to San Diego last year, which was a blast. We're going to New Orleans this year. Um, just trying to get the whole company to, and we'll do, you know, do some work stuff, but it's mostly like, Hey, let's, let's hang out. We don't get to just like be around and kind of have fun, you know? So, so it's definitely shaped, um, kind of the company culture and being very purposeful and and making sure that while we are a remote team, we are getting together uh, as much as we can. So do you watch Ted Lasso? I've seen the first season and, uh, I think it's dabbled with, uh, with, starting season two so okay i'm not going to give anything away but i'm watching it and i'm on the final yeah. season out and there's one part where they actually do get to go out and hang out together and it's an interesting twist on things because it's just the reason why ted lasso works is it's just not traditional there's levels of it that just are so clever so well done and that was one of the things where it's like they're out away and you figure it's going to be work especially if you're not doing good as a team but it was kind of the reverse logic which i just found with with what you're saying Mm -hmm. is so good to cultivate that trust and that bonding that's necessary yeah yeah so what we've done we try and have the team read a book so last year i want to say it was good to great um just got over the book you know like had, i don't read through the chapters and then we try and spend like the morning through kind of lunch talking through some of those concepts how can we actually roll some of those into the company and what should we tackle first but then pretty much the afternoons and evenings was just hanging out um because again like we just don't have that much interactions usually you know very work related we try to do little fun things here and there but it's just not the same as being in person yeah so it's, it's our opportunity to really hang out and so they've been really enjoyable for me so yeah so let's get to the essence of what you do for a living i'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day okay one of the kids looks up and says hey what do you do for a living how do you answer that child yeah so we work with like really cool technologies and there's just a lot of cool stuff out there from you know rockets putting satellites in space like drones flying around doing all kinds of different things and we really help bring those technologies and I'll bring them to the military so that we have the best military that we can. So during the during the whole lockdown in 2020, probably May, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was making fires out back and doing things and outside. So I'm out back. I live in Lee Summit, the home of Pat yeah. Matheny. And all of a sudden I see this huge line of lights go over me. And I'm like, oh my God, it's here. I get to finally see <laughs> a UFO. So it's going over and that's, it's the SpaceX thing. And it was trippy. Right? Have you ever seen it? I've seen some pictures of it. Not, not personally, but it's wild. Oh dude. In person. I was like, this is it. I was like, we're going up. We're going <laughs> to, you know, it's so, over. <laughs> yeah, it's it. This is it. It's like, it's like, I was waiting for the, um, close encounter. Doo, doo, doo. I was waiting for that sound, yeah. but it just was a long arc of stars. It looked like. Yeah, went down and kind of dispersed like a video game from the 80s. And I was like, wow. And then it struck me when we did research that that's what it was. But anyway, yeah, it was trippy. So, um, so yeah, so that would be a great thing. The kids would love to hear you talk about, <laughs> you know, things going up into outer space. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So when you were in the third grade, what was your dream? What did you want to be when you grew up? 
Yeah. So I've heard you ask this question. I can't remember third grade, but by fifth grade, we had this really cool kind of like space camp thing in, in class and definitely want to be an astronaut uh, yeah. at that point. And later, uh, I was interested in being a fighter pilot. That's what originally took me out to you know, Air Force Academy uh, and doing my research. They got the most pilot slots. I was like, oh, I probably need to go there. So. You know, that's how I ended up in Kansas City. My dad was born in Brooklyn, raised in Long Island, and he was like, I got to get the hell out of here. So he got in the military, got yeah. stations, got stationed at Richards Gebauer, fell uh-huh. in love. Here we are. So, yeah. but that that was his, that was his old dream. So my question to you is, take me back to childhood and what were some of these seeds planted into you to not only want to be in the military, but to be a driven person that runs your own business? Yeah, so... Where it started, you know, grew up outside of Tulsa, a small town called Owasso. And um, I don't know, I just, growing up, I, I really wanted out of that town, you know, kind of a sleepy small town in Oklahoma. And uh, again, like pulling on the thread of, you know, want to be a fighter pilot or thought I did. Um, and, you know, kind of learned about, started reading about like the Air Force Academy and you know what really drew me there or going through the military like through uh rotc at like oklahoma university applied there too um was that you know you go to school but then you know you land in a role and you land as an officer so you're you're supposed to be in charge of people and in a leadership position and kind of have that charge and so those two aspects are really what drew me uh to the military and, and to the officer kind of track specifically um so got selected you know came out to colorado springs the first time to attend the air force academy uh reason i i i went and the reason i stayed were very different um totally switched from like engineering to a management track and actually i had an entrepreneurship class at the air force academy it's been fun to go back and uh, I got to see pitches a couple months ago as the recent cadet class, which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was like my first entrepreneurship class. I felt like I had a, a name for some things that I was interested in. A couple of things I'd done in like middle school, high school. It was like, Oh, this is like a, this is a thing. So I dabbled with some ideas ultimately, you know, joined the air force to see the world. They sent me to Kansas and New Mexico, you know, similar story to, I think your, your dad. <laughs> <laughs> So of all places I saw, I love Colorado the most. Wife and I moved back here when I got out. Um, yeah, I just, I really wanted to take more ownership than they really would let me. It was very bureaucratic. Um, and I was in the contracting and acquisition career. Yeah. So it, it, it's very different than being an operator, you know, being boots on the ground, doing the mission. Um, I was just buying refrigerators and janitorial services and things, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Point being is, it's just very bureaucratic. I really didn't feel like I was being challenged and decided I had a pretty good skill set from the Air Force and just kind of set out to help bridge this gap between private industry and working with the government. A lot of great funding and opportunities, but extremely frustrating and, and convoluted to actually access most of it. So, yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. Um Started the company was a year and a half before I could afford to hire anybody. And these days we're about 20, 21 employees. So continuing to grow. So, so yeah, that's the, the, just a quick overview of the uh, story, Joe. 
Yeah, no, for sure. So what's the drive for you? You're obviously highly driven. You have employees, you have, you have a lot of things going on, but what is the fuel in your tank? What gets you moving every day? You know, and I feel like that's really changed. When I first got out of the air force, I felt like almost like a chip on my shoulder. Like, you know, I just, I didn't have, anytime I'd bring an idea or an opportunity to leadership, it was just immediately shot down. So it was like kind of starting out and it's like, Hey, I can do this. Like I can figure it out. Um, but like maybe I had something to prove these days. Like I feel like I've kind of proved it and I'm, I'm really excited to see where I can continue to take this. And, and I really enjoy that challenge. Like I know how to go from, you know, kind of build the initial company and initial idea. But what I don't know is how to go from 20 employees to a hundred. So that challenge of doing something new, uh, really pushing myself to become a better leader, uh, better processes and systems, which again, I, I truly hated when I got out of the air force and then have had to come around and understand that like, there's a, there's a healthy amount, there's a right amount. And so what is that? Um, and the other piece that I really enjoy is just giving opportunities to the, the people that work with me. Um, it's been pretty wild to see how much some people's lives have changed as they've come along this, this journey with me. Um, you know, starting as a virtual assistant at five hours a week to being, um, you know, my COO in one example. Um, but I, I just keep seeing like the, the better we can do at long capture and the more we can grow this, the more, for growth for my team members and i see a lot of them like hungry for that like stepping into it and it gives me a lot more joy and, and satisfaction these days than um i've really anticipated so yeah so who's been kind of a hero for you in your life yeah oh, you know i knew you're gonna ask this question of you know listen to some of the other episodes and like i just I remember people asking these kinds of questions growing up too. And I just, I never really had someone that I'd say is like my, my role model or like, Oh, I really want aspire to be, you know, that person. Um, I'll say who's been most influential as of late has been Craig Rochelle. So he runs life church. I got a bunch of different campuses. They kind of have this like remote aspect to their churches. And, and so he's got a leadership podcast and that's been a tremendous resource for me and something that I do with the team. We do leadership lunch uh, virtually, you know, yeah, once a month. And it's usually those episodes. So that um, just his thinking and information and resources on leadership, I think I've had probably the most kind of profound impact out of any individual uh, for me and, and for the company. So, Maybe you already answered it, but if you can meet anybody out there that's that's alive on the planet and spend some time with them, who would it be? Who would you love to meet? Great question. Um, it, it would be great to sit down and, and uh, chat with Craig. On one hand, I do feel like he's done such a good job like putting out information, resources, books, podcasts, that it's like... Um, I've got a lot of that information from him. So I'm trying to think if there's anyone else currently alive. Cause it, we could go back. We could, we could do both alive or not here. I was thinking about, um, again, listening to some of the other episodes and, uh, I've read some books on Theodore Roosevelt lately. And I just feel like that'd be quite the character to, to meet. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else current. You know, the Dalai Lama read some books yeah. where it's like interviews between him and Desmond Tutu and stuff. And like that was just, yeah, it's had a pretty big impact on my life as well. So, yeah. So, for all the things that you've done up to this point, what are you the proudest of? You know, getting this started with just an idea and a laptop, you know, we've really been able to do a lot, you know, work with hundreds of tech companies. Um, but again, I, I got to go back to, I don't know, it's, it's about the people to me. Um, so being able to provide a, a much higher like standard of living, uh, a lot of great promotion opportunities, bonus opportunities, like things like that. Um, and, and just people that, you know, for other so I've hired a lot of military spouses because we really do the fully remote things. So they're moving across the country. Um, we've got one in Japan right now. And so seeing a lot of these, you know, mostly women have an opportunity for career progression for the first time. Um, and really own and and jump into those roles like that's been probably one of the most rewarding things um you know people were doing etsy um or just kind of other random jobs because they end up in the middle of nowhere you know with their with their spouse so there just like weren't that many options so that's been really cool to see is that impact what's been one of your most memorable client success stories that you've been involved with so far with your company so I actually want to go with a client, a, a, a not client success story, um, <laughs> because I don't know, it just made such a really big impact on me uh, when we had the conversation. So I was out at Space Symposium, huge conference, you know, 15,000 people or something like that in uh, Colorado Springs and just ran into someone. Um, honestly, didn't really remember them. I just I spoke into like an accelerator, small business accelerator a couple of years ago. And they just stopped me to say, hey, thank you. Um, through your talk, we learned about this really big program. It's a $15 million award. And, you know, based on your talk, like we went and applied for it. We won it. And last week we put a satellite in space um, in large part because of that funding. Um, so, like, we've done a lot to bring down barriers and help make the Department of Defense and federal government just more approachable. And so, well, that wasn't like a direct, like we didn't, you know, physically work that project. It was just such a cool interaction of like, hey, like I don't, I barely remember the conversation. Um, you know, don't remember um, you specifically, but that had like such a kind of big impact down the road um, and really helped their company. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into you know, all the wisdom that you've gained over your life up to this point, if you were to have a dream tonight and you ran into a 20 year old version of yourself, you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point. What would you tell that younger version of you? Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this one, Joe, but uh, don't believe the hype. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So in that, like, in my expectations going into the air force and as an officer and, you know, like, the opportunities I thought I'd have there, again, just end up kind of feeling very bureaucratic, like you're just a cog in the wheel, do your part, don't ask questions, you know, don't don't rock the boat. Um, 
And then even like seeing a lot of su- successful, and I'm putting air quotes out there for those listening, uh, successful entrepreneurs, all these people winning like these different awards and a lot of them you can just pay for, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, do the work, um, but, you know, don't realize on the entrepreneurship side, it seems before you set out, I, I feel like it seems like so unattainable or such as like this big, crazy thing. And it's just, I, I think it is way more attainable for most. And, and a lot of people just like maybe don't even take some of the first steps or first couple of steps because they're, they're afraid of, you know, like how could I ever be like X person with, you know, these news articles about them and winning all these awards and going on TV. And it's like, hey, don't ignore all that. Just like do the work, set out to, to, to do something different and make a positive change and the rest will follow. And you know, <laughs> Yeah. What it's really like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now that's the truth. You do, you get kind of wrapped up into this, you know, it's like, sometimes I'm reminded it takes a long time for bands to make it like the Beatles. It took a yeah. decade. You two, yeah. all these bands and all they did was they just fought and they kept going and there was no notion in their heads that they were going to become who they are. They just right. did it, you yeah. know, and they went through it. So Everyone out there, you have all these people in your life that exist that see you in a certain light, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I'm the like visionary and very much the creator. Um, I played a lot of music in, in high school and was always drawn towards creating something new rather than, you know, learning X, Y, and Z popular artists. People would always walk up to me and be like, hey, play such and such. Um, like, but I'm busy writing my own music. And yeah. back then people just like weren't interested in that. You know, like yeah. to the point of your your comment about the different artists, like all of a sudden someday people are very, very interested, but there's all that work that goes into it beforehand. But anyway, so that that creator kind of visionary, like trying to challenge that status quo and just do something a little bit different uh to see how it see how it goes and learn from it and keep improving and go on from there so it yeah it's wild i saw a bootleg the other day of green day playing at high school okay yeah yeah the original band in california like outside it's bright sunshine and the the camera shows the band playing everyone around is just kind of sitting there like all right we're just trying to finish our lunch but one person way down they focused on and they were just going and going and i was like they had no idea that this was going to become yep. this global phenomenon and you just don't yep. know you yeah know? So exactly it's it's wild how things work so russ if anyone wants to learn more about you your company anything pertaining to your world hire you anything what do they do yeah longcapture.com um great place again we're putting a lot of a lot of different information master classes webinars things like that out there uh you can find me on linkedin that's where i'm most active um Russell Long and founder and CEO of Long Capture. And uh, yeah, again, pretty, very active there as well. Cool. Yeah. Russell Long, thank you, man. I really appreciate your time today. Best of luck with everything. Well, thanks so much, Joe. This is a real pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs> <laughs>